Brett Goldstein, you know, lovely casting director in New York. And by the way, you look lovely too. I say, hey, look. Oh, yeah, I know. I dig it. Oh, I said, like, red, red is my favorite color. So I was like, I right, like, yo, this is good. This is <laughs> Thank you. You look lovely too, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> so, how is New York treating you? So, I. I guess I was, I left the apartment once in like two months for like, or I think I, like, I basically had gotten to the point where I was like, oh my God, am I agoraphobic? Fuck. Cause like I wasn't leaving at all. <laughs> and then I went to Cape Cod for a few days and I was like, no, I want to go back. And I am now back in here and I don't leave the apartment at all. And I know that we're like in a much better situation out here, but I want nothing to do with it. Cause no one's wearing a mask out there. No one gives a they shit. They don't have the salt and fries salt and vinegar and fries at Cape Cod right now, you know? <laughs> it's like, ah, screw this. I'm back home. I gotta go back. Agreed. Right, right. It was like, I also went, like, when we went, I went with a mask on. Oh. Like, beach, and I was like, fuck this. I'm not gonna, like, be on the beach in a mask. This sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I basically don't go outside. But we have a little patio area, which is great. So that's, wow. like, a little bit of nature. And, uh, and but, so, yeah, it's fine because I don't see any of it. Or I'd be pissed off. Yeah. Oh man, that's so so awkward to to deal with that living in such an awesome place and then not being able to really enjoy it. Whatever. And I've been here 20 years. I don't give a shit anymore. Like it's, you know. I don't go anywhere anyways. I go to the backyard and back into my studio and that's about it. <laughs> totally. No, and I would so much rather be in LA like all the time every day anyway. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so so you're home right now? Oh yeah, yeah. Great. The big event is when I go to the grocery store and I have to dress up in the hazmat suit and then uh, and then run around and look at everybody funny and like if somebody sneezes, half of the grocery store runs to the other side of the grocery store and tries to figure out if they need to come back over that side. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's crazy. No, no, this whole thing reminds me of back in elementary school, the whole cooties thing where. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Everybody's running. This, yeah, it's, it's oh, man. crazy year thus far. But that's funny. So how long you been in uh in uh, casting? Like twenty two years. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I've been managing since two thousand and five. I think it's long enough. <laughs> Do you like it? Are you happy doing it? Oh yeah, I'm a photographer and uh. I was a photographer and an artist uh, when I first got out here in like uh, 2001. Is right after the 9/11, Miami kind of shut down. I was like, all right, forget about this. I go to the West Coast. So I went out there, and then from like 2000 to about 2005, six, I was like, you know what? I want to be like that photo guy for all the agents. Like, I want to be the number one guy that everybody uses and goes to and helps. Like, I help everybody on the photo end of the management and, and agents or whatever, right? But I didn't yeah. know Jack. So I was like, all right, let me go and uh, intern, you know, as a manager and learn the industry. And then I'll become this photo guy for everybody. But then I started doing it. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. So I just kept on managing the whole entire time. And I haven't stopped since. So it was, it's cool. It's fun. It's, it's got its high points and its low points, I guess. But you kind of get used to the low points to where it's just kind of like you blow it off and you just keep on going. Once you get over that, like, don't take it personal stage, you know what I mean? Like in the beginning, 
once you get past that, like, oh my God, I'm going to lose it on this person. And you get past that and you're just like, whatever, this is such a joke. And then, and then uh, you get past that point, you're like, you're good to go from there, you know? But you have to get past that point first. And I have worked so hard and I still have not gotten past that point, but you have it even worse because you got to deal with the people I have to deal with and the casting directors are cunts. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> right? Well, I, would, I would give it like a, not to like <laughs> screw myself up on this screen, but there was times where I'm like, my God, is it really that bad? Like I have to take this beating on the phone. I don't even like barely know you. I'm just right. trying to help and answer a question. And I hate, I, I will say this out here. I absolutely cannot stand, and there's no reason for anybody to do this. Come on, come on, quick, 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 spit it out. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, holy shit. I got like a two to five minute span to be very nice to you, to ask you a question, and then, and see if I'm good. You know, like, it's just a quick question. How, why do I have to get beat down on the phone? Because somebody's in a bad mood. I'm like, I'm not a punching bag. I, I just try to keep everybody happy and keep on going. And that's why I st we started to uh, stay up because people need positive energy, you know? So it's like, um, that's why I went with that. So it's, it's you know, it's, there's no reason to be so pissed and then take it on other people that are like not even in a bad mood that day, you know? So yeah, you know how it is. It's like, oh. But you well, especially on you because your energy is so delightful. Like you are so you're strong and you're grounding and you're like and and you're you're like you are a mellowing influence on me just by your very presence. And so for someone to like try to beat that down by being like, oh my god, move, especially on the West Coast, is nuts. Yeah, I can imagine like the New York, it's like pretty high intense because you guys are always on the go. Everyone's like quick, quick, quick. But out here, it's like every once in a while, and I won't say, there's actually some super, super incredibly nice casting, especially, um, that I work with and deal with and speak to. And it's just a, awesome speaking to them, you know? And, and I wish I could talk to them even longer. That's why, you know, we, we started the Stay Up Networks, and my main thing was, I want to get as many casting directors on here as it humanly possible, you know? Or, or like anybody in the industry, because I just find it, awesome. That's what I love to do, you know? So I was like, and I just want to talk and get to know them, but on a different level than quick, 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 give me what you need. You know, like that type of thing. Or, or even more so than just, uh, Hey, how's it going? It's so nice to hear from you. And then click, you know, like, yeah. because you can't really talk on the phone. It is a quick, quick, go, go, go. I need an answer, but it's so nice to like actually have the interaction and the talk with you, especially and, and get to know you. And then there's just, all these different sides of all these different people and it doesn't have to be casting everybody's something like has something interesting about them that people want to hear and see and know about that person you know so i don't know if you saw our beth lapare lapare yeah lapare i already said her name uh, she's a casting director and one of our channels that we developed under the network she was on the show not too long ago and she's a composer which i had no clue and Ooh. she plays piano phenomenally I was like oh and she started jamming out on the piano for that channel when they were doing the show so now now I've upped the game for you you're like oh damn I have a tambourine around here somewhere <laughs> I don't have to dance like I don't I'm trying like what special something. skills do I have yeah I really, she went to town on that I was just like I was on the back end of it just taping it for them 
and I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. You know, like just, I, I had no clue, you know? So it's just like, that's what's so cool about this channel, you know, or network. So yeah, sorry to like screw you up with your, your thing. And I, now she's thinking, damn, can I sing? Can I dance? <laughs> I mean, she, she, she dance, like she loves to dance, so it's like, like I feel like it, you know. I know I might have to dance at some point in time, but like, I yeah. do anything like that on this show. That was totally out of the blue. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. That's so great. Oh my god, I love that. Cool. Yeah. I can't stop it, but I love it. I have a lot of respect. That's great. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So, Brett, I just got. I'm just very curious. Like, you are very, like bold you stay in your ground like where does that come from <laughs> oh not always i can be a really big pussy like it can be really bad like i wish i was always really bold um i feel like i like i'm a straight shooter like i, I definitely am, am honest but i have definitely like especially with producers like like andy you get it like i yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of times where, where I feel like I can't say what I really want to say because it's the person that's paying my bills. And then I kind of like eat that anger. So sometimes I'll be really, really blunt about something, but I think that there's other times where I feel like, why, why is this happening uh, to me? Because I'm really working really hard. Um, and as far as actors are concerned, I find that I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to, um, I don't know. There's no, uh, there's no need to be like assertive or ag aggressive or any of that stuff because I find that like that actors are pretty great. The only time I've ever had to push back is if someone, for example, is like abusive to my staff. Like they come at, they, they, they come at 10 a.m. or 10.30 for a 4 p.m. appointment and they get like bullyish about, you know, coming in the room. And I'm like, well, you know, you are really early for your appointment. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. But I'm glad that you see me that way because that, that makes me feel very sexy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean you probably are more like you just want the actors to win and just kind of like help them out that's what a lot of casting is like actually and that's awesome to hear that it's it, it blows me away when i have somebody that's like bitching and complaining or like upset about something i just can't even imagine it because almost every single casting I've ever spoken to, even if it's the ones that are a little bit aggressive towards the agents, uh, you know, they're still all 100% want these actors to win in some way or form. Now, whether they're at that level to be able to book the show or, or the job or not be at that level, but they still want them to win in some sense. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, so that's awesome. I love that about you guys. So. Well, also it's like, I don't know. I've definitely worked for some casting directors where, you know, where I was just like, why, why are you not, why are you making it uncomfortable for the actors? It's crazy. Cause the other thing too is let's say you're getting like 2000 submissions a role. You're calling in 15 people or something. Well, that's your choice. Those 15 people that, so you're responsible and right. have to be accountable for everyone that comes in. And so sure, it's frustrating if someone comes six hours early or they're unprepared or whatever, but the, the vibe of the whole thing should be as relaxing and happy and fun. I mean, we're not curing cancer here, so it should be fun and wonderful. Yeah. Do you have your favorites that you um, call in like a lot? Or do, do you, do, uh, let's put that better. 
certain projects you know right offhand, like you you exactly know who you're calling in on a few of them at least. Yeah, and, and do they? Um, and and so basically that just kind of sticks over time. You just kind of get that little bucket of them that are there that you kind of know exactly who's perfect for certain things. Uh, that's cool. They're like these people, and it's it's so great that like for the most part i really love them in every way like not only their talent but i just love them as people but there are these like one take wonders and they come in they're like babe what do you need and i'm like anything and they're just like i've got you and like all of a sudden i can like just breathe and it just feels like i just pop three valium and it's so nice because like i know they're gonna nail it and they do and it's beautiful yeah right. oh that's awesome so what keep what what has kept you going in your 22 years being a casting director i mean why have i not left this crazy fucked up business is that what you mean like i mean i mean me and yeah, yeah like what, what keeps you going like what what drives you you know what i mean <laughs> her porch her little balcony <laughs> yeah i'll be really honest with you like i think that when you do a project that is cool and you like the people it, it like kind of keeps you in. I mean, I, the, one of uh, my friends who's an agent here in New York, she, um, it's her last week in the office. I don't even know if she's told everybody yet. She hasn't told casting directors yet. And I, and, and she, like me, also has an autoimmune disease. But she was very smart because at 30, she's only 30, she was like, hmm, this industry is really stressful and this job is unnecessarily stressful. I think I need to tap out. And I said, I'm so proud of you. You know, like I, I, I honestly wish I had done that earlier. The thing that really keeps me in and that keeps me going is teaching. Mm -hmm. I love teaching more than anything. And I love teaching actors. And there is this part of me, I don't, I don't necessarily want to open up an acting school, especially because I'm so results oriented because I'm a casting director. And there's this part of me that's like, well, if I quit casting, then that might have to fall by the wayside too because I'm not sure people will actually want to study with me in, in, in any way. So it's my own insecurity that's keeping me from, you know, like doing both. I, and I, and again, I love some of the casting projects I do. A lot of it is unnecessarily stressful and does not help my health in any way. Um, but I love teaching like every single minute of teaching I love. So do you have Zoom classes? Or are you doing classes online? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was so gonna... I, mean, and I don't actually produce them like other, you know, like a studio will put that on for me. And I don't know, there's, I, I'm still dealing. I know some casting directors have their own thing. Like they'll charge for classes and they'll take the money and they'll organize it and do all the thing. I still feel weird. Yeah. Like, you, I don't, that makes sense, right? You and... yeah, people ask me that to go on that thing and I'll give you a hundred bucks and this and that. I'm just like, if I want to go on one of those, I don't want to do it for a hundred dollars. I can tell you that right now. It's not even worth a hundred dollars at that point. I, I'd rather just do it for the fact of doing it and trying to put out something good out there for everybody. Um, but as, if I was to do a class and, and actually train people, then yeah, I would charge a certain fee, whatever that was. And then I would do a class because then that's like dedicated time that would be structured and platform just for that class and for everybody's benefit. But if I'm doing a showcase type of thing or whatever, and they're trying to tell me a hundred bucks, it, uh, like, what is, I don't need a hundred bucks for that. <laughs> like, I'd rather just, if I decide to do that, 
then I would, yeah, I would just do it probably. But I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, but you should do a class. I, I would think people for sure would take your class. They'd probably love your class. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm lucky because I, I teach a lot of classes and I, I think that people really like me as a teacher. The place I've been uncomfortable is to say, I'm going to, like Kim Graham, like has her own classes and she sets them up and she does all the admin and, and does the registration and the marketing and all that stuff. And there's something about another studio doing the marketing for me that I really, and the, all that stuff for me where I like, I don't even know what they charge and yeah. I just show up. And then I, I'm oblivious. There's something about being the talent, right? Like that's just like, which I'm not used to where it's actually quite lovely. Um, but that's really, and like my, it's all these Jews that are teachers in my family. It's like all, all of the teachers, all the people. So I feel like it's in my DNA and it's really my happy place. And so it's been nice because casting has been pretty dead for obvious reasons. And I've been able to teach on Zoom. Hey, a medium close-up is a medium close-up. Fuck it. It's great. So, so you're saying that we could actually pimp you out as a teacher if we wanted to, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> sure, you can pimp me out. If I did all the marketing and we structured it all and then we get you in there, that, yeah. that's a teacher, yeah. see? No. Right? Oh, bro. <laughs> that's really what I'm, 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 I'm seriously, like, I would just love it if I could have somebody just pin me out. And then I'm just like, wait, who's dick drive to suck? Great, I got it, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, just tell me where to go, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God, what did I get into on this? <laughs> I mean, I mean I've, I've heard, I, trust me, like, he knows. Yeah, so me and Brett, we've had conversations, like I said, before COVID happened, I was a hype man at bar mitzvahs and I've seen <laughs> crazy stuff. Like, I, you know, the amount of times somebody's wife almost took me on with her has been crazy. <laughs> oh, do you almost get raped at a bar mitzvah? <laughs> oh, God. Now I got like weird visions I'm like I could see that happening. Was was she like my age and she like took you into a corner and like and like just tried to mount you? Is that what happened? Like like, like went on the dance floor, one woman in front of me, another woman behind me, like getting sandwiched. Type oh, of they didn't even try to keep it in a the corner. They like attacked you on the dance floor. Yeah. 2.0. <laughs> Honestly, though, Tosh, I would do that too. I would totally <laughs> rape you at a bar mitzvah. There's oh, no man. doubt in my mind about that. So yeah, it's, it, it happens. <laughs> Tosh, you turn to red. I think your your light switched over to a different color. Those um those bar mitzvahs are hilarious, though. I, they're so high energy. <laughs> Oh See, God. I was not a rich person, so I didn't know about this whole, like, you, you can hire dancers or, like, a hype man like that. Like, we didn't have that shit. I had, like, a brunch. There was, like, no dancing. Um, you want to hear what's something fucked up, though? I sang The Greatest Love of All, like, seriously. At, like, not ironically, I sang it seriously at my bat mitzvah. Oh, you sang at your bar mitzvah? Uh, your bat mitzvah? You, like, you That's sang right. for your own? Oh. Yeah, I'm embarrassed by it still. Yeah, like there's like pictures of me like singing like a Whitney Houston song. Like, uh -huh. like that was cool. Like that was a good idea. Yeah. It's a classic. Like John Bonet or whatever, kind of like the whole works. Totally, except that I, you know, thank God I was 12 and, and not, you know, a toddler in a tiara or something. But that's, yeah, I basically sang the greatest song of all of my bat mitzvah. We, but we weren't, we weren't people with money. If we had, I think that's where Tosh yeah. comes in. It's like, those are rich people that pay you, right? Yes, yeah. I've been in crazy venues like MetLife Stadium. I've been in the Rainbow Room in Rock the Rockefeller Plaza. 
Yeah. I remember going to Connecticut. I seen you like, can I make this up? A billion dollars in the in the streets and in the water. I'm talking like Maserati, Lambo, Porsche, all the luxury cars, and then boats range from ten thousand to like a billion dollars. Like I've like I've seen I've seen it all with these jobs. That's how I'm so into the Jewish community. Oh damn. I can come up with better things to use that money on. <laughs> yeah. You know? And a party so you can like, oh God. Yeah, I've seen some crazy parties in LA for that. But I, I only shot a few of those shoots and I was like, I can't take this anymore. This is I'm gonna go crazy if I do this, you know? When I first, you like shooting bar mitzvahs and things? When I first moved here, I, I was from Miami shooting lifestyle and models and, and the whole deal in Miami. When I got out here, it was after 9-11, so everything kind of tanked and went real slow. Nobody knew what was going on. So I had to go on the hustle because I didn't live in, in L.A. I had no, like, rental credit. I, I was the new guy in town. Nobody knows me like they did in Miami. So I have to start shooting, retouching, hustling, doing everything. That I could, which I did, and I made it happen fast. But in the process, I had to assist on shooting bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, which was the craziest. Usually, I was just the retouch guy. Everybody knows me as a back then as the retouching guy. I can do anything, you know. But I also started shooting and being the second as assistant and stuff. Ah, that was awful. I was like, this is why I didn't do this in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> this is why weddings and bar mitzvahs is out of the ball game for me completely. You know, I did two or three and that was it. And then I went back to doing the retouching for it. Behind the scenes, don't have to go and deal with them yelling at me and all that stuff. So yeah, that's, that's not a, but props to you, Tosh, for dealing with that. Cause I know exactly what that, but you're just the hype guy, you know? Yeah. You're the hype guy, right? So it didn't matter. You were just getting them all hyped up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much so. You know, get the thirteen-year-olds dancing, and if one of them want to act crazy, be like, "I, right, I'm going to your mama. I see you." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being. <laughs> Brett's face is like, yo, this guy's crazy. <laughs> no, I like. I would love to see it. Like, I can imagine it in my head, but I would love to, like, if you have any videos, I would love to see you, like, with a whole bunch of, like, freakish little 13-year-olds, and you're, like, trying to get them all dancing, and, yeah. I mean, when you do that, are you, and the dance, like, I'm assuming the plate, like, a kind of bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, like that, has those professional dancers, right? Do you guys come as a package, or do you meet them when you get there? Come as a package. That's what I figured. So you know who they are going in. Yep, I know who's who am I dance with, who's that who's got on the mic, who's the DJ. And then we just know who the family is, the guest of honor. Uh, know that that sort of thing. That's cool. <laughs> and I cool. love that there's like a hype man and a DJ. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought that was always like the same thing, right? <laughs> Usually that well, it would have been in the eighties, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the eighties that's how it worked. Yeah, yeah. Cause those DJs were like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, they made ridiculous money back then. So, yeah, that's crazy. So where are you from originally? Where'd you grow up? New York also, or? I was born in like, like around the West Allenhurst area, like Jersey Shore. And, uh, and uh, then I was raised in Maryland, which still I'm like, I can't 
cannot believe I spent a huge majority of my life in Maryland, but I did. Yeah. But you can't, you can't beat the steamed crabs. <laughs> you really can't. They're really amazing. I'm so glad I'm not kosher. Yeah, I love crabs so much, but like, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like a Maryland person. Not to say that there is like such a thing as a Maryland person, but I don't identify with, I, yeah. I think it's great, but I just, I never really got it even when I was there. So I moved here in 2000 and which makes sense because my whole family are New Yorkers anyway. But mm -hmm. now, yeah, I'm at a point where like I hear that you're in Long Beach and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the beach areas. I can't, I can't deal with not being next to the beach. You know, I have to be down somewhere around there. But you, I mean, you guys have water. <laughs> I can't really say you have a beach. <laughs> I'm not really sure what that looks like over there too much. I mean, close. I wouldn't go in it. <laughs> I would probably say Coney Island or Howard Beach. That's the closest beach New yeah. York has. That Jersey, well, we we all know about Jersey Shore. Oh, that's yeah, stuff that rolls up on the beach all the time, right? Um, There's like all kinds of surprise, like a Cracker Jack box on the beach every day. That's a lovely way of putting it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> You'd probably yeah. even find some down there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a box. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. That's cool. So is it like growing up back then in, in like um, in, in Jersey and all of that? My parent, my grandparents were in Bel Air, Maryland. So we used to go there all the time. And then we used to go to the beaches like North Carolina and Virginia Beach and uh, Rehoboth and Ch Chincoteague and all that stuff. So I know that realm of it, but I don't know like the realm of like New York growing up back then. Wait, were you, uh, all right, so but where, were, where were you raised? Was like, were you in the Miami area or is that like? I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Oh. So I lived in Chicago growing up, you know, in the seventies. And then, and then, um, and then we went to Pittsburgh, which sucked. And it was like gloomy and rainy all the time. Oh, no, we went to D.C. We went to Oakton, Virginia. And, and we were around D.C. area wow. for a while. Yeah, was it because of job transfers and shit? Is that why? Ah, my dad's in the railroad business. So he's just like all over the place doing stuff. You know, and then we went to Pittsburgh. And I was like, all right, I've had enough of this stuff. I'm going down to Florida for college. And that's that. So that's I just... I went that's traveling we've done yeah so but how's how's new york growing up and that was mostly in maryland so like i would come here to visit my grandparents and everything and be like oh my god i can't wait to live here there's this woman that i know she's a, a friend of a friend and we were hanging out in silver lake and uh you know, she's like also a New York Jew and, and she was basically like, LA is the water to my fire. And I don't know if she got that from somewhere. She made it up, but it was so brilliant. And I'm sitting there like 40 years old being like, you know, a few years ago being like, oh my God, she's right. Like, that's why I feel so happy when I'm in LA. I know a lot of people hate it. I am not one of those people. New York is like throwing like whatever like like lighter fluid on top of my already fiery personality so i have to tell you this whole 
quarantine thing, I mean, I'm not happy about all the people dying, but the whole idea of, honey, you can't leave the house because, you know, you have an autoimmune condition and you don't want to get sick and die. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I don't want to go anywhere, see anybody, do anything. I'm just burnt out of, like, schlepping into Midtown all the time and dealing with just, like, ugh. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, like, I don't really, I'm not really too upset about not leaving too much, you know? I, I create, we created a podcast during a pandemic, you know, it's like, Amazing. you know, what the heck, who the hell does that? While everyone's bitching and complaining and anxiety attacks and, you know, it's the end of the world. We're like, let's just create a podcast and a, and a network. What the hell? I love it. Now, how did you guys meet each other? So I met him through Alex, who's the, uh, my, uh, my business partner, I helped create the Stay Up Networks. And then Alex said, I got the perfect guy to throw in the mix. He's on the East Coast. We got to get Tosh in on this. So he gets Tosh in on it. And then that's how I met Tosh. And then we just started coming up with the idea like we're networking in the network. So now we're trying to expand the network and get more people on board and create channels underneath the network and then network within the network and then outside of the network, it's just crazy. So it's, it really, it's three of us. And if, if we didn't have Tosh, I don't know if we could, he's hustling, he's doing great. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm just, I'm just grateful for your shout out, Xander, for even bringing me on board. I just, I just felt like, yo, like, I've been trying to figure like, how can I use my voice you now to help people out? And then I was given this opportunity and that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's cool considering I'm the only East Coast person in this network. So we're like uniting the like the country together just for the network. You know, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it's like everyone's down. They need to stay up. So that's why we came up with stay up, you know? So, and, and everybody is like, it's so easy to go negative. So the whole platform on stay up is all positive not going any one direction, not going into the like top current events, that all brings everybody down. So the biggest thing is like, we just, we consider it a UUU, give, give, give network, you know, because I don't know about you, but my entirety of working with people, especially in the industry has been me, 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 take, take, take. And it's constantly like that and I can't stand it. It, it drives me nuts, but nobody really gets it until they're in my shoes or your shoes. And then they're like, oh, okay. So now that whole you, 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 it's all about you. And we're just giving, you know, everything else comes to you if you have that mentality and you don't have to go look for it or even go to get it. It'll come to you when it's naturally coming to you, you know? So that's why we did this and it's, we just have fun and we, like meeting you is incredible and your stories and just shooting the shit with you on here is like awesome. Your personality is just like, you just made my week actually. I, I know that like this is like, oh, awesome. You know, my phone broke this morning. It's all, oh, just randomly died on me. I was like, oh, this sucks. So already I was like, ah, oh, today. And now I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Screw this phone. Who cares about this phone? This is the best conversation ever. <laughs> that's why that's why I had to get Brett on because I'm like, yo, like this this woman is so bold and funny. Like, nah, I, I got I gotta get her on here. <laughs> cause, cause I knew I knew this would happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So uh so so now you're so content to stay in there 
are you going to leave <laughs> when you're allowed to? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You guys, like, I've gotten weird and dark, like, in, in, like, in this way, like, oh, well, we can, like, when the vaccine comes, it'll come. Like, there's just, I don't know, there is, but I'll tell you, though, I was weird before. All right, so what happened was... <laughs> Remember the show? Well, remember whatever it was five minutes ago. But like you know the show, The Circle on Netflix. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I've seen this thing. I don't know if I watched it yet, or I've I've scrolled past it. Like I was looking, I was watching that show because I was like, oh my god, that's a dream life. Like they never leave the little apartment that they're in, like a one bedroom apartment. They never leave it, and they talk to their television in order to like get anything done or like communicate with people. And I was like, what would life be like if I never ever left the apartment? I just talked to my television. So yeah, we were dealing with a little weird to begin with, and then all of a sudden this thing happened, and I was like, oh oh, oh my god, I get, I'm living the circle now. This is incredible, and I can you know I can talk to my TV if I want to. It's not going to respond, but oh my god, like it, this has been. I've had so much joy in, yeah. in this. And I know I feel terrible saying that because so many people are dealing with, you know, mental illness or like or straight up death or whatever. But this has yeah. been so restorative for me. And, and, and I realize, like, I mean, I don't know, you guys get this. Like the thing of, like, that you, you, you're constantly schlepping and like, for what? And it, everything is a lot harder than you think it is. You're just used to it. And mm -hmm. so you're burnt out all the time. And, it, and just to be able to stay in one place, it, I don't know, it just makes me feel energized and like, and pay attention, take care of myself, like ride the exercise bike. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm waking up like an adult at seven o'clock in the morning. Now I'm writing, like just doing good, healthy shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I, I cleaned the, the exercise, the treadmill used to be the clothes rack so now it's all clean and it's working yeah you had that same thing going on right yep yeah i know there's a treadmill in here somewhere oh here yeah. <laughs> oh the treadmill's great for hanging clothes on that you like drape the clothes over the thingy and oh my god it's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah it's great like the, like how resourceful you become if you're not because also okay here's the other thing i could be patient zero who the fuck knows i got pneumonia around October 20 something. Yeah. And I know it was early for the COVID thing, but like I was so sick. I was on oxygen, like it was absolutely terrible. And I wasn't okay for like two months. Damn. So I got my RuPaul's Drag Race out of the way watching every single season and like not moving off the couch for like two straight months. So I've been productive as a motherfucker this time around, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think a lot of people had that, like back in the beginning of the year, I got like nailed with like the the flu or something that was awful. It was like the worst I've ever had in my life. And then knocked it out, it's gone. And I've been fine ever since. And I never get sick. Like I barely- You mean like January? That was back around January. So everyone was like, you know, I knew so many people and a lot of my talent, they all had like, they got jacked up really, really bad sick, a lot of them. And all of them think that, you know, and it was worse than most of them ever have been. So I'm thinking that was probably a strain of this thing. Maybe not as intense as it is now because of the whole intensity of it coming here. But back then, anybody that got it then, I think it was maybe a little lower tone of the strain or whatever, whatever, however, 
whatever the hell you call it. You know, I think maybe it just hadn't hit top. You know, it hadn't hit the peak like it did a, a little while ago back in March or whatever it was because there was just so much of it going on. It might have just intensified it. But I bet those people, whoever had it back in like October to like January, February, anyone that had something awful back then, but like made it through, that might have been a watered down version of what we have maybe now, you know? It might not even be as, I mean, they keep saying it's raising. So, and I don't want to take this whole conversation there because I'm trying not to do that on this channel. But I think that, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I just try to put it out of my mind and then have like the positive energy and do my creative stuff. And I paint also. So oh. yeah. So I paint, I'll try to put my painting on here. Yeah. Um, you just gotta like stay active. Right. So you did that? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait. Uh, I'll say, oh my God. That looks digital. Yeah, that's clean. That's yeah, that's Catalina Island. That's a cool place. I always thought, man, that would be sweet if I could get stranded. Like, if I could have a place on Catalina Island, which is only a 45-minute boat ride, right? And then I could just live there and come in here and grab what I need and then go back there. And I wouldn't have to worry about anything because <laughs> there's barely anybody out on this island. I mean, there's, like, community there. But, you know, it's like, I don't... It would just be like a, that forgotten little island off the coast of California, you know? I wouldn't. I want to show you something. Hold on one second. All right. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have a thing here. I like uh, either a drawer or a painter. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I I try to do that as much as I can, but it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's perfect for you. <laughs> I love that movie so much. My friend got me a dish towel. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> That's awesome. From Step Models. Yep. Nice. Um, I love that so much. It's beautiful. And wow, Thanks. that's great. Thanks. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have this one printed out still. I might I have to look through. I got like a, a bunch of stuff around here printed out. Different stuff. So... I did, uh, this isn't, this is my jellyfish one, but that's not the finished one. I have like this, what? but then I put whales. There's whales and lights. And if you, I'll look for you online and then follow you and then you'll, you'll see it. That's great. Really. Ooh. Wow. Yo, these are, these, these are, are all like little clips of what it is. It's not even like the full deal. That's my site. It's called Imagine How to See. Uh, this thing messes me up every time. I love it. Imagine how to the number two see.com. Okay, so since we show us, we show us that, yeah, Brett, I got something for you. Oh, Ooh, oh. show and tell oh. today. Sweet. <laughs> it's so great because also you, like, you know, as a manager, it's like things can be rough, and you have this beautiful, not only are you so gifted, but you have this this ability to kind of step outside the world, enter another one, and it just, it, 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 it makes things so much less like myopic and, and small, and the pressure, like it's great that you, that you can escape to the painting, it's beautiful. 
Oh yeah, it's like my meditation, you know, because because um with the day in and day out and all the crazy stuff happening, if you don't have like something that you do, like Tosh and Alex, they they read scripts, I think, or break down scripts every yeah. single day. Every day at like seven or eight in the morning, something like that. And I didn't even know that until he told me and I was like, every day? And they're like, Yeah, every day. And that, that's like their thing. And they and that's how they get away from, you know, they just keep their mind active and they get away from things, I guess. I mean, Tosh dances in the street and he's pretty awesome at it, you know. So <laughs> I love watching his stuff every time he does it. And then uh and then Alex, he's a personal trainer and he loves doing that and he's got some other stuff he does. So it's like it's good to have like something outside of the bucket of what you do business wise or something that you love so much that you do um and, and you look forward to doing it and to clear your mind and have it as like meditation kind of a thing it doesn't have to be sitting on a floor doing meditation you could actually you know paint and that's like you go into another realm and you just zone out and you go in, into your thing breaking down characters or making scripts reading writing you know whatever it is that you do that could be your form of meditation and then that clears your mind, you know, and it, and it just, I think it helps quite a bit. Yeah, it definitely helps. Now, Brett, this is for you. Now, this is the, the mitzvah picture, right? I know like my, my hair was actually high up. Now, that's just one. Now, this is the... Wait, did that just say sensational? Sid, yeah, yeah. That, that's the mitzvah girl at the bottom of Sydney. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, we had a t-shirts and everything, photo booth, all that. <laughs> oh my God. Hopefully we come out of this so you can go back to that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Best job I've ever had. <laughs> I hope they pay you so well and then tip you on top of that. I hope that <laughs> that is the case. This explains Tosh so much now. <laughs> I and I hope that like like that has not ruined you where the Jews are concerned because like I can see that there that, that there may be some intense motherfuckers in that world so you know like some like, of them yeah yeah some of them but other than that it's like yo I love the Jewish community great good good I'm glad you still like us that that's good <laughs> you look for my sugar mama <laughs> oh right you could get yourself a sugar mama yeah needs- have you done that. No, I don't have that right now. We need to look for that. Everybody <laughs> on Stay Up Networks that lives in uh, New York, <laughs> Tosh, the street dance in New Jersey, like I say, it don't matter. I say, like, tri-state area. <laughs> like, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I feel like you need, like, a hot 48 or 49-year-old that can, like, buy you a house. <laughs> right? Hang out Brett. She's like, I, don't, I think I have enough for another house. <laughs> That was always a fantasy of mine that like, I, yes, I'd be, I'd be married, like I'm married now, but I would have like different wings of like a big compound type thing with like a guy or five in like each of them. And, you know, I could go visit them on their turf and they could, they, yeah, then it just, you know, there's just a lot of guys everywhere. I would love that. You need to yeah. go to Dubai. Let's <laughs> say that long your husband cool with it, like, say like. <laughs> no, he would not be cool with it at all. You need I know. a dog for your husband and then you're <laughs> You know, I let you get a cat. He doesn't watch this. Who is this guy? I'm going to visit Long Beach. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. 
All right. So what do you? So what do you got that's in the future that you're planning for? You got anything cool going on or anything exciting? Like projects coming up or just life shit? Or how? Yeah. What projects do you have going on right now? Do you have any cool stuff? Well, there's a hope. I think. So like basically, so my sister um, is the relationship columnist for the Boston Globe and she, uh, and she is also a writer, like in terms of of books and things like that. And she um, wrote a book that's being adapted, a memoir that's being adapted into a TV series and another book that's being adapted into a film. So it would be lovely if I could help her with the casting on those things, maybe, unless that might stress me the fuck out. I don't know. I love my sister. She's like, you know, yeah. the best friend in the world. But I, that hasn't been officially established yet. And, you know, it's yeah. like a little nepotism-ish. And da, 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 da. So, you know, I'm kind of keeping a low pro- profile where that's concerned. But I do like the two producers that she's working with, the people that I know. And so that would be really, really fun. But everything's kind of on hold right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are still like, kind of screwed up over there still huh yeah and we're scared yeah i mean i i wouldn't i would be like no i'm good doing like what i'm doing right now and yeah gliding along and i'm so happy like to just teach online like that's been so amazing and the rest of it can wait so um i'm happy about more teaching opportunities because i'm kind of rounding up the the last few classes that i'm teaching are kind of like finishing up in the next two weeks and then I'm just thinking about, I don't care what beach it is. The only thing I'm excited about that's outside of this apartment is my next opportunity to go to the beach and hopefully without a mask. So that'll be a while. And, you know, or if we're all sitting on a plane, I don't know. You should go to that Chincote. Have you ever been there? I mean, was, I grew up so close to there, but I've never, that's the one with all the horses, right? Yeah. yeah. That horse that thing is just so cool. They're just like everywhere, running around. Like, you know, not it's like wild ponies it's like yeah yeah i love i love that what were you in where were you were you in uh, in pittsburgh in the 80s or 90s pittsburgh was so 80s was east like oakton virginia dc and then a late man it's cloudy you know <laughs> like high school um let's see like 90s was um pittsburgh around there so yeah and then and then i went down mid 90s to school in florida okay so, and then from there i moved to I, I stayed there for like two years and then i went to scad savannah college of art in georgia yeah and i and i studied there for a while and that's where i graduated with my my um degrees and everything for photography and digital art so, but in the seventies and eighties, we would go to Chincoteague and, um, and to like Rehoboth beach and, and all of those places. And I went to boarding school in Virginia also. That's how I got really, really bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, love I just love that at the same time, like in the, in the eighties and nineties, we were around such terrible, no offense, everybody accents, terrible accents. Yeah. Like that- accent and Maryland oh, yeah. the Pittsburgh accent is awful I think oh, it's like what is this you know like I hang I hung on to the Chicago accent for a while you know yeah, I can hear a little bit of it yeah yeah I can I I'm good with the Chicago accent you know but the 
that Pittsburgh accent is just like, what the hell is this? You know, you like, huh? Can you do it? The Chicago accent? No, no, the Pittsburgh. Can you do it? Uh, no, hell no, I can't do that. I don't even remember. I just remember it was awful. It's like a mixture of like, I don't even know, like what that. Is this a lazy? Uh, I don't know. Han, yeah, Spoon, home, yeah. Han. <laughs> I suck at it, but like, yeah, it's Pittsburgh, Maryland, same thing. Forget it. Crazy. I'm not gonna hold you. Huh? <laughs> that sounds crazy. That accent. You don't know that accent? It's re it's crazy. It's crazy. Nah, I've not been to Pittsburgh. The only times I've been to Pennsylvania was my times going to Hershey Park. Other than oh, that, cool. I've not been to PA like that. They get in and get out. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and Philadelphia has its own weird one too, but they're they're similar. It's this weird. Ah, uh, I know. I and I I try so hard. Like when when once in a while, like once a year, an actor will come into an audition with like something. Pennsylvania eat. I'm like, ah, cake. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or Maryland. And it's like, oh, I get it. It reminds me of home. But also, not sure where this is going to work. Yeah. Depends yeah. on the I like the New Jersey and New York accents. I've always liked that accent. That's just like, I don't know, just really cool accent. I, I love that accent. And that's how I feel about Chicago. Yeah. And Chicago, I always like that accent. There's just like this little thing about it. But, um, but then never really adapt. Like in Georgia, I was just like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> thank God I didn't get that accent. I never got that accent. Thank God. So that's funny. So um, it it's cool having you on here. I wish you should do a show on like I I could visualize you doing like your 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 uh, classes or something like on a a different level. Like it, it would be awesome to be in class with you. I'm not even an actor, and I'm like, damn, I could totally dig being, like, yeah. hanging out and time. being in that class, you know? And we could promote it and everything, so if you ever, if you ever decide to go that route. So, yeah, that would be awesome. I think yeah, I really like, I, I really, really love it. And and what I'm doing now is I've been doing this class recently. I, okay, I get really agitated by the whole concept of type, because... I don't know if you, I'd love to hear if you agree with this. Like, I kind of feel like the whole thing about, oh, I could do doctor, lawyer, young mom, I, da, 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 da. like, it's, it's so limiting and it's so silly because like, to me, there's logic with it. Like a duh, that makes sense or it doesn't make sense. Um, but there's so, I don't know. I'm so interested in seeing how an actor can make the character their bitch. Like I want to see the, the character through the actor's <laughs> eyes. And then unless it's a biopic, a period piece yeah. or stylized i want to see, i want to see who the actor is and what makes them a unicorn right mm -hmm. so i'm teaching this class called way beyond type and it's great because it's like let's let's talk about how you can teach industry how to cast you and you taking your power back and mm -hmm. you and instead of it being like how do you see me it's like this is what i want to do this is what i'm into and these are the stories i want to tell and then bringing out all those strengths and the real it factor that the actors have in their scenes and choosing scenes where everything aligns so that they're coming to, to the table going, this is my jam. And I know I can have a lot of other jams, but like, this is what I'm leading with. And, and it's so much more fun for everybody, I think. Yeah, branding their characters of who they are and they actually, like shooting people, I try to like brand them when I shoot them. I take it to a different level because of the management side of me. 
and instead of and like doing breakdowns so i know what i'm like looking for whereas like photographers they've never done breakdowns not like i have that's for damn sure and they've never thought past the whole like branding for them is like outfits like looks you know but not really like let's dig deeper into like what's your actual brand like for you so you do a photo shoot you should own that shot as your brand you know like your character this is sally the the secretary the the crazy neighbor that everyone's like oh shit here she comes again like that that's that person and they need to like literally hone in on that and make that about them and then own that because when they go present that picture especially now since it's not in person they that role is like instantly ideas flashing through this person's head of who this character and this person is and the fact that they took it to that believable point in a photo a still photo is like damn that's solid in my mind that's like whoa that's cool i have a lot of ideas for this person her, the personality the the type and and like you're saying the brand and like all that that kind of character and now that pops up ideas you know but if you just look at somebody in a business suit and you have to have it so generalized that because it's a, a business and it's the guy next door it's the girl next door it's so generalized it's like okay everybody's got those shots you know but you got to put something more into it you know and not just for the photo end of it but just for the character end of it for acting wise how are you going to bring that to the table you know 100 percent, and sell yourself and win that role and and make that believable to the people that are looking for that type of character and that's what you're doing so that's awesome and uh and i don't think really pe a lot of people go that train of thought with things no they think about it yeah, because I can tell you right now, like mm -hmm. doing a bunch of doing classes with other people and then going with Brett's, her, her class, she gets very, very specific on who that actor is and like trying to bring out their authentic selves. Whereas you don't, you, you don't really get that from a lot of people. I think specificity is the key. And Brett, she nails that on the head with her classes. That's awesome. You got you to gotta let us know when you're doing your classes or whatever, and we'll, we'll promote it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I love that. I love being able to, to look at somebody and go, oh, my God, this is what makes you shiny and magical and wonderful and, like, why I want you in my living room. I want to make out with you. I want to, like, I just want to love up on you and get to know you more. Like, this is the stuff about you that I – or that I, – I met this woman today on this thing called Lunch Club, this, like, networking thing, and I was just like, you're so hot. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, she was probably like, wait, what's happening? Um, because she has this, she's a little more corporate than I am. She's diplomatic. There's that space that she leaves here where she's on like emotional vomiting all over you. She's like, she, she's leaving you wanting more and you have to work for it with her. And it's that kind of like Robin Wright in House of Cards, like that, that uh, I'm holding something back, but you have to earn it. And I, and I am so excited because I'm not like that, but it's, I, I love seeing the, 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 the gifts and the story that people just intrinsically bring to the world and have them channel that through the characters. That's fucking cool. It's yeah. not old school though. It's like, it's not about stepping into the shoes of another character as an actor. You're discovering yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. That's gold right there. Yup. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> 
I also feel like we as industry, and I don't mean to sound dirty, but like we want our hair pulled and our ass spanked. We really do because we're so alpha all the time. Yeah. And when you, you're like, hey girl, like this is the kind of stuff I want to do. This is what I'm into. This is what I watch. This is what I love. These are the roles I want to play. And that aligns with like the realm of reality. We're like, cool, thanks. Yeah. Great. I love it. I, I'm with you. Yes. It's one less choice I have to make today. One less person who I have to av- advise. I listen, I'm listening to you. I love you. Let me support your vision. Yeah. Because if they can own it, then you can own it. You know, oh, yeah. you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to like, okay, I can get you to this level, but now I have to get you to that level with the, you know, with my client. And I have to be confident on my side that I can get you to that level that you're going to take it from there after we go there, you know, how awesome would it be to have somebody that you've trained, especially, or, you know, like worked with for a while, and you got them on that train of thought of how to get there and be there and own it. Then you get a production and and a casting and they come in for it and they're perfect for it. A hundred percent. They're already owning that. So you already know a hundred percent. They're going to own that, that role. So you get them in the running, you don't have to worry about Jack. Cause that's like where the whole, like, you know, the casting is probably like, I love that person and they're perfect for this role, but I don't have a hundred percent confidence. They can take it to the level I need them to be at in order to get that role and make me look good. Cause in the end you want to look good also, you know, not just make them, you know, all the actors, you know, think you look good and all that sort of stuff, you know, but you have to look good to your client. And in order to get more clients, you know, you have to like bring it with your selections and stuff like that, what you're bringing to them. So you need those actors to really be on point and owning those roles and those characters like you've developed, you know, so you need them to really own what they already developed and learn from what you taught them and bring it to where you, when you present it, you look like gold. And then yeah. it's a win-win all the way across the board. And then you yeah. get another pro- production and then it just keeps going, right? Yes. That's awesome. I, lo- I love the way you do all that. I've always wondered if, if anybody is ever going to think this way, um, you know, even more so outside of how I think when I'm shooting. I always just thought, man, somebody should really like teach this, but I'm not, you know, the guy that's going to make, you know, classes and do all that stuff. I mean, I already did this. So it's like, I I can't even think about doing that, you know, and I did think about it at one point, but then it's like, is this a conflict? Do I have to get into that crap and all that stuff, you know, and that, and that goes into a gray area and never gets all trippy. Well, you're actually in a much harder position, I think, because at least for me, I can say to actors, and I mean this with every ounce of my being and my integrity, if there's something right for you, like, absolutely, let's collaborate, let's work together, I'll call you in. You have a much harder role to play as a manager where if you have somebody in a class, let's say, for five weeks, and they're like, hi, and if you're not feeling it, that's going to be really difficult. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and plus, I don't even know, like, that's why, like, like to work with uh certain coaches and um and teachers because i know them and i know what they're going to do for those those talent or say you have some talent that is like excellent and you stand by them 100 percent and you you know they're awesome and you want to refer them to me i'll entertain that all day long before i take somebody that just like cold 
submits to me because I don't know anything about that person at first. But if you send me, me somebody and I know you've worked for, you know, with them for a while and you stand by them 100%, it's a lot of casting don't send people all the time. They only send the ones that they're 100% confident with, that they've worked with for a while, that they're really trying to help. So already that's like, okay, this person must be really special, you know, because you know, like, this is a referral and it's coming from a casting director. Let me take a look at this person. And, and I, I'm, if it's somebody I like to work with, then I'm always like, oh yeah, I want to help them out. You know, like I'll, I will either help that person however I can help them or possibly work with them. But it's, it's a different level of, um, you know, referral, I guess, you know, somewhat. So, and then also now knowing how you coach and teach is even a whole nother level, you know, like level of the whole thing. So it's pretty cool. Thank there you. you. Go. Yeah, this is kind of a wonderful, funny ass episode, Brett. Like it is always a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> I know, we get rams. I didn't even like know when we started. I was just like, oh, we're in it. Okay, cool. This is great. All right, I hope I didn't say anything totally too horrible that could get us all sued. Yay! <laughs> I know. Andy's editing this, so. <laughs> this one's good. This one's good. We're all cool. I don't think we trashed anybody too bad, you know? But it, didn't have no names. Right. I don't think we said any names, right? We weren't uh, that bad. We're good. Tosh yeah. didn't label the women that, you know, abducted. <laughs> And, and I wouldn't, because that, that's just dude I am like, nah, I ain't seen nothing, I hear nothing. Yeah, but we just like to have fun out here and talk and then just, you know, get to know people and stuff, so. Thank you. Thank that'd you. be cool. And help you, like, stay sane in your place when you're not leaving for the next, like, year. Yay! Yeah, Let's see how long I can keep this up. This is gonna. I'm, I'm gonna I go through know. withdrawals from not being able to to have her on the show. You know <laughs> I'll come back. This is fun. I already, I already feel it. Like garden gnomes now that I just bought, they're like my friends. So I have like a little patio area full of gnomes. I'm just getting really, really weird. If we don't talk again for a few weeks, we can talk again. Like it'd be like this is the other way that I've gotten weird. Oh, and I started playing mahjong because I was like fully embrace the stereotype girl, like really go hardcore Jewish lady. Yeah, I play Mahjong with like three 70 year old Jews who all live in LA and I, I love them. Nice. And I'm like the baby of the group. I feel like super sexy when I see that I have like, you know, like you post your own channel. You're funny. You're like, you should, you could totally be, you could like do a Maja host. You could do a Maja show. That would be fun. Maja show. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Right, we should have an episode where I teach you guys how to play Mahjong, because men never really play unless they're Chinese and they live in China. So that would be fun. I could teach you the old Jewish lady game. That would be cool. We could do that. That would be entertaining. If you like Jin Rummy, you'd like it. So before we dip out of this, do you have a Travelocity gnome also? <laughs> I don't have the actual Travelocity gnome, but I feel like they're in that world. Oh, yeah. okay. They look kind of like the travelocity yeah. you know you know it's like part of the thing so probably you should get one <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> just because <laughs> and yeah like i don't necessarily have anything to plug i would say like if people want to do a fun class google me i'm probably teaching somewhere at some point 
we'll get the details and we'll pimp you out. Don't worry. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, we'll see you. Thanks so much. Thank yeah. you. That was super fun. This was fun. Okay. All right, Bye, bro. guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. <laughs>